Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Well, hi Liz. <laughs> are we going? We are. We're on. We're on. Hello, Deb. Hi, Liz. Let's start that over again. One more time. Hi, Liz. <laughs> hi, Deb. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm a little bit better this week. Not a lot, but a little. You so know. you're still I'm, I'm you're still a little bit weepy. I'm still a little bit weepy. I still really haven't washed my hair. <laughs> Well, you know what? Nobody cares. Nobody <laughs> cares know. about the unwashed hair. <sighs> but um, I'm here, and um, I'm committed to what we're doing. I believe in what we're doing. And so I'm here, even though I don't feel 100% me still yet. But that's all right. Well, last week we talked about loyalty, and you are loyal. You're a loyal friend. I and am. You're loyal to what, and you're loyal to your commitments, A, and, but you're also loyal to you. Yeah. And to making you... Um, a, a better person and making you move forward. And, well, yeah. and this is something in the choir and the things that you do are things that you believe in that build you up and the community and yeah. the people, but they're also very important to your spirit. Yeah. It's it's interesting that, um, you know, I mean, I, I can honestly say that I've been depressed for two weeks and, you know, and I know because I've been depressed before that kind of what the parameters are, like, Okay, if it lasts, if you have depression symptoms that long, last longer than two weeks, you know, then you need to maybe go seek help. I under, I understand all that, and, and I can tell you that it's not going to be over tomorrow, and today's been two weeks. So I'm monitoring how I'm doing, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I'm still productive. Right. And so because I'm still productive, I'm not too worried about myself yet. Because you've been at a you've been at a place before where you were yeah. not productive. Yeah, I have. I've been there, and so, but I am still productive. I still have things I have to get done, and I've been able to do them, even though sometimes it's felt like my body weighs about 300 pounds. And I'm trying to drag myself to do the things, but because I'm still productive, I'm I'm, you know, okay. <laughs> so. You know, I was just uh, listening on the way here. I was listening to a radio show, actually, that was talking about caregivers. And uh, um, people were talking about why should you hire a caregiver when caring for for your family members is the family's job. Mm-hmm. Family, neighbors, and church. That's that's their job. So you shouldn't have to pay a caregiver. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, that's an ideal world. That is an ideal, especially in our culture. Right. In other cultures, that probably really does happen, and with lovingness. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you have cultures uh, in other countries especially, or um, other, you know, people from other countries who have come here and Mm -hmm. still have their culture, where so many of the family members all live together. And so, yes, they do care for one another. Yeah, there's a whole different kind of a mentality of of where your priorities priorities are in terms of caring for your family. Right. You know? And, so, you know, mm-hmm. Americans, it, it, it may, for better or for worse, yeah. we are 
or can be incredibly selfish. We also raise up our children to go and to be and to oh, I know, tell go my, into the world. I tell my kids, mm-mm, you're going to be taking care of me. <laughs> well, how great that would be. You know, my kids aren't in the position at this point to care for me, so I need to keep yeah. myself going for I a know. few more years. I know, I know. So, But how great it is when people do have friends, family, and church to care for yeah. them. But, you know, some of us don't. Yeah. Some of us don't have that close. Those either children are busy mm-hmm. doing other things, they live in other places, yep. or we just don't have a lot of, you know, people in our little circle. Yeah. To- and so caring for ourselves has become more important, especially during the past year and a half. It's yeah. become really important. It definitely has. So, um, yeah, so... I don't know. I mean, I know that I'll get through all this. I I know that it will slowly. I mean, I can tell with each day that's passed. You know, I I, I did cry a lot this morning, I got to be honest. But with each day that's passed, I just feel progressively just a little bit better. Just a little bit. Not a lot, but a little. I can tell that it's, you know, (laughs) that I'm still, like I said, I still haven't washed my hair. Well, I mean, not for two weeks. But. And I know that the <laughs> that the loss of your little girl Bella, your dog Bella, yeah. was was definitely the thing that triggered this particular. It's defin- depression. It's definitely the thing that has thrown me off the cliff. There were a lot of other things going on, right? And there really are still all those other things going on. And then that, like I said, it kind of threw me off off the cliff. Well, and isn't it true, though, that some people, they just don't, they're like, okay, well, it's been two weeks, animals die, you know, they can be, they're trying to get you going, you know, to kind of encourage you, but what they don't understand is that that was just... Yeah. The straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. That was that was the shove. Yeah, it, it you it, know, it was a lot of other things. Kick her off the cliff. <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend this morning and you know, I was saying it's I I'm finding it interesting how how heavy this grief feels compared to other kinds of grief that I felt. And I've had I've lost a lot of people in my life that are close to me. And but this one is different mm-hmm. somehow, and it was brought to my mind and my soul that you know your pets, and in the way that I lost Belle, mm-hmm. it was it was tragic and it was sudden, and your dog can't talk to you, mm-hmm. you can't hear. I mean, they can and they do in their way. in in a spiritual kind of sense, but but you know, with a human like. I'll just use my grandfather for an example. I lost my grandpa several years ago. It was very sad. But I knew my grandpa. Not that I, like, we had a connection, and he was also old. He was an old man, and he lived a good life. And, I like, I knew he loved me, and I loved him, and we talked about it, and... And when he when he departed this earth, it was really sad. And I cried for a couple weeks, but I didn't feel like how I feel about my dog, where it's just like, and I don't know why I, 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 it's, it's, you know, it's like, well, do I love dogs more than people? (laughs) Well, I do think it's a, it's, and I don't, but it's so unconditional. What the dogs bring to our lives is so unconditional. I just, 
and there's no flaws. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your grandfather, as much as you loved him, had flaws. Yeah. And you also knew that he was ready. I did. You know? I did. And, and so and Bella it, couldn't tell you that she was ready. Yeah. It's just there's all this unknown part of what happened. and. Yeah. I think part of it is that, that I'm having such a hard time processing through, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like when, it, with, when an elderly parent goes or a grandparent and they're elderly and they've lived a good life and you, you know all that. As, and it's hard, but you know all that. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. So anyway, <clears throat> enough about me and my dog. <laughs> On the on the upside of things, this yeah. past weekend you performed. I had a gig, and was that the first time since the that pandemic? Was the, I mean, it was the second time of a, of a of a gig like that. I know you've sang for a couple of funerals and yes. maybe even a wedding, but I sang. I, I did do a couple of of graveside service things, and then I did sing one little set about uh, six weeks ago with a just like for forty five minutes. Okay. But this was like a whole gig, all you know, yeah. the whole thing, and um, an honest to goodness paid gig. It, yeah, and <laughs> and it really was good for my soul to get out there and sing like that, and and be part of music, and it was it was really a lot of fun. My I I play this little drum called cajon where you sit on it and kind oh, of yeah. lean back and you beat on it. And my hands still hurt because I haven't played that thing in a year and a half, and so my hands are kind of sore still from hitting it but um but even getting to that gig it was like it felt like I had to just like drag my body to it you know and I had to drag myself to the bathroom to get my makeup on (laughs) don't make me do I don't want to go (laughs) but once I got there and there were people and they were dancing and they were loving it and enjoying it and they tipped us well and uh, my husband came and he was dancing and had a good time with the ladies he was talking with at the table and it was just a it was it was really good and that felt good and it's like okay that's what that feels like <laughs> you yeah. know there's a very real thing that happens with um with group joy yeah yeah you know it really does yeah does raise your spirit that that's a good way to put that and that's one of the things that we very definitely have missed out on this past year mm-hmm. is group joy. Yeah. And so a lot of people have fought to get back into the churches mm-hmm. and to be back in those because it's not about, well, the Bible says you're supposed, it's not really as much about that as it is being together. Yeah. People like to use scripture to, to support what they want Anything. or support, <laughs> I know, may or may not be exactly the way it was intended to be used, but <laughs> most of the time probably not. Oh. So they they use scripture. They also use laws. You know, all of these things are used to say we should be able to do this. You can't make me do this. What we're really saying is we want to be with our people. Yeah, we want to be together. We want to be we together. We want to have communion together, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whether that is in church mm-hmm. or for you and I in the theater or in a bar. In a bar. <laughs> with, you know, while we're up there singing. Um, that's what we really want is we want community yep. joy. Yep. And to feed off of one another, yep. Yep. you know, because it really sure. does grow us. It really does. And you could feel it there the other night. 
um, you really could. And you could feel it amongst the musicians. And, you know, it's funny, we <clears throat> we had a rehearsal. <gasps> a rehearsal? What's that? <laughs> we rehearsed a couple nights before the gig just because it had been so long. Of course. And um, we started singing. Well, I can't remember the first song we started singing, but it was, we all do this three-part harmony thing. And we started singing and we hit like those first harmony parts and we just if you know how it feels to sing when you're singing in harmony and you all click there's just some magic that happens and it just doesn't get any better than that and right. and that harmony clicked and i lost it <laughs> you started crying i did uh, of course i, I totally just, can empathize i started crying and and we had to stop and i'm and I'm like, it just sounds so pretty, and I'm so <laughs> sad about my dog. <laughs> but this is so beautiful. But this is so beautiful. <laughs> I know. It's the truth. I mean, it yeah. was just like so, oh, harmonies. Right. We sound beautiful together. <laughs> you know. You know, my husband did a gig um, last weekend at uh, over on the coast over in the Central Coast, and he plays with a country cover band. Fun. And so they, and it's a bunch of really great musicians, and of course it was for a wedding, mm -hmm. so the bride had asked that a couple of songs, you know, be done specifically, and right. so my husband has never been a country music guy. So when he joined this band, he had to listen to a lot of country music, and he thought he would uh, like it less than <laughs> some of the other bands he's played with. Okay. But the truth of the matter is, is he was listening to some modern country that he hadn't listened to, mm -hmm. at, you know. And he so, liked it. So in 20 years, the whole, uh, um, you know, country music scene has kind of changed. Oh, it's totally kind of changed into more of a pop country thing. It's not so... I mean, there's definitely a difference in the sound of kind of more old school country and then the modern, more contemporary poppy country. Right. Mm -hmm. And the parts are a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. For sure. And the rhythms are a little bit more For complicated. Sure. And it's not, you don't just sit there going boom, chicka, boom, chicka, yeah. boom, because yeah. he's a drummer. So, yeah. you know, when that's all you're doing all night long, it gets a little bit monotonous. Uh -huh, monotonous. Um, but that is not the case with modern country um, and certainly not the case with this band. And so they're having a great time. But here's what happened is that they got together and rehearsed because they hadn't played. Mm -hmm. I think they had one other wedding about eight months ago. But they got together and rehearsed, and it was good. He said the rehearsal went fine, but they had lost a guitarist. So okay. in the midst of this pandemic, one of their guitarists has decided that, he's that he do just it. doesn't want to do it. He lives in another town, and it was he just didn't want to do the drive and stuff. So, okay. So they got this fill-in guitarist um, who came in but couldn't make the rehearsal. Okay. So now you've got a guitarist that has never played with this group of people, and how is this going to be? And you're playing for a wedding. Right. 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 And so <clears throat> my husband was a little bit anxious about it, only because he's very 
professional yeah. in the way he approaches things. But he trusted his bass player. If you know anything about bands, you know that the drummer and the bass player are, you know, are have to be in, kind of in, in, they're in love. They have to be in sync and yeah. in harmony and they have to look at each other. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, and, and so he very much trusts the bass player and knows that this is all he's going to, he can trust him. But the, he said the minute that band started, they were they were in it. They were there. They just clicked. Mm-hmm. This guitarist has played for cover bands for years. He knew every song. Right. Not only did he know every song, but he could kind of lead in the changes. And um, cool. he could lead in a way that even the other guitarist maybe couldn't because he's also thinking about singing and thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not the volumes are right and all that kind of stuff. And all this guy had to do was just say, you know, this is here. Let's let's go. And then, of course, people came up and asked them to cover songs. Right. And can you play this? Can you can play, you play this? Can you play that? And my husband's like, so friends in low places, Garth Brooks tune. I got friends in low, low places. places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, my husband had never played that song, ever. He'd heard it, yeah, but he'd never played it. And when he heard it, he didn't listen to it with the idea that he was ever going to play it. I've been there. <laughs> So now all of a sudden he's got a, and the guitarist just led and they went for it and they had so much fun. Yeah. The guitarist walked away, said, anytime you guys need me, I mean, if I'm free, you know, my other band's not playing, I am there for you. Cool. Um, and my husband came home and he had such a good time. So there was that little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. and yeah. that little bit of, oh, I have to drive. And then he knew he was not going to get home till two in the morning and then have to get up at five in the morning to go play a church gig, oh. you know, his regular church gig. I remember those days. Exactly. I remember those days. Uh, but he had so much fun yeah. and he came home just like a... Like a kid. Sometimes those gigs are more fun, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, even the gig that I did on Saturday night, um, my friend Vince, he knows, uh, he his brain, the way he knows so many songs, and it's like a computer. It's, he's just got this full hard drive of songs from like 60s, 70s kind of stuff, more poppy kind of stuff. We probably did... I don't know, at least four or five tunes on Saturday night that he, I'm like, what what song is that? Because <laughs> I'm playing my little drum. Yeah. And and the minute we start, we've never practiced it. We've never played it before. But because it's sort of in your DNA, because you've either grown up with it or you've heard it enough, you know, right. that you can just kind of do it. You don't think you know you, it and then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah. All, all of a sudden you song. do know it. Right. All of a sudden you're finding the harmony part that fits and it's just this weird organic thing that when you have musicians who kind of can do, if everyone can do that, yeah, then it's just, I don't know, it's just some kind of magic that it happens. Is, it's fun. It is magic. It's fun and, and it's like, oh, well we should practice that. <laughs> We should maybe practice that, you know, <laughs> for next time because we'll never do that again. Like, I, I think know. it was the next day or the day after when we got in the car and um, my husband said, okay, I need to listen to Friends in Low Places because yeah. I just need to see if, if how close I got. Exactly. You know, so he's like, hey, Siri, play Friends in Low Places. <laughs> so he's talking to the car stereo as we're driving right. down the road. And he's listening. He said, oh, I missed. I, I, I should have done that. Oh, 
But look at that. I, I got that part. I did that. Was I, did I did that. I did it. <laughs> and, you know, when you when you are a musician um, or a singer, and it, it's just, it's in there. It is. It, it's, it is it's in like, the DNA. It's like literally in your DNA, it feels like, somehow. Yeah. So. Yeah. so what are other, I mean, life is coming back. We yeah. are coming back to... I think the normal is going to be still a different normal, but it's definitely getting back to a more normal kind of time. You know, June 15th is right around the corner. Our governor has said that things are really going to open up. I know for us here at our school, we're having our first um, in-person, it's going to be outdoors, but in-person showcase. We've got a packed lineup of performers out at a local nursery. Yeah. Uh, I'll give a shout and out I'm to gonna them. Be, I'm going to be out of town, so I won't be able to be there. But yeah, go ahead. Gazebo, Gazebo Garden in Fresno is just, just this beautiful nursery that has, um, they open up their beer garden uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe, and they have live music out there. So and food trucks. And food trucks. And, and they've got a beautiful gift shop and a coffee shop and and it's a nursery so you can buy plants and so we're doing it out there and and we've got you know about 50 people 50 to 60 performers lined up and so we're really excited that our school this is like our first kind of showcase. normal back to normal event showcase that we're doing and so yeah that feels really good um yeah I, we got a call, the, the soul band that I sing with. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen because um, just because of some city red tape kind of things for a for a venue downtown opening up. But mm-hmm. Art Hop is coming back. Yeah. So if you're from Fresno and you're listening, you may w- know what that is. If you're not, Art Hop is... Actually, Art Hop start happening yeah, in cities all over the country. Yeah, they're, so or they're, people... they might be called Art Walks yeah. or Wine Walks or <laughs> they're all, they're called different things, but... Um, yeah, so our downtown, just all the galleries and different businesses open up. And so, um, and thousands of people show up downtown. Yeah, it's great. So Families. Yep, yeah. yep. And so it's a lot of fun. So that's happening first weekend of, or first Thursday night of July. Wow. So um, there's a venue down there that they're they're trying to get back open. So they've asked us to play. I don't know if we're going to get to do it, though, because I don't know if the city is going to give the go-ahead that that they can open. Right. So. Right. Yeah, my husband told me this morning that the band had been booked, uh, or they wanted to book them, and so they were sending the, you know, the mass text, hey, are you guys available for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to play at the local fair, Carruthers mm. Fair, which is the largest free gate fair yes, in it, the country. Yes. And I've played there many times. <laughs> And they have some great music. They have a great musical they, lineup. They you know? really do. Yeah. They have a really nice little stage out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's that's fun out there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. And so that's in October. And they didn't have it last year because of the pandemic. So the Carruthers Fair did not happen last right. year because right. of the because of the pandemic. As well as everything else that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can't we... really you can't really do a fair on Zoom. <laughs> You can't really ride a roller coaster you, on Zoom. You can't eat I mean, uh, uh, cotton candy. But wasn't it interesting? <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, though, the Fresno Fair, they have had a couple of drive through events, yeah, even they, though the fair is usually in mm-hmm, September, mm-hmm. October. They've had a couple of drive through events where you can buy the fair food. food. The fair food. <laughs> I remember. In fact, in fact, I think I did a voiceover um, 
for for a commercial for advertising that. <laughs> so great. Drive through. Uh, was just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, I think that they even had some kind of entertainment things. I don't know how they did that. We didn't go, but. I wonder if they put it on that radio station, you know, so you yeah. can tune your radio yeah. to a certain uh, station and yeah. then you could listen. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, things are getting back. A couple of, I've already emceed a couple of times over at, at the, the theater. Okay. Um, and usually I work as a greeter as well. If I'm not in a show, then I work as a greeter. Mm-hmm. But the counts have not been high enough yet because we're still not at 100% capacity to warrant having a second right. greeter. We do have a full-time greeter there, and they just haven't warranted a um, a, a second greeter, but I've emceed a couple of times, which just means I get up in front and make the little announcements about, you know, what they need to know as they go forward the bathroom, in the evening. Where the bathrooms are. Where the are. bathrooms are. Um, and it has been, I I almost broke out into tears the first time I, I walked out oh, on that stage. I bet. Because I, I, just, I probably would have. Well, because there were only about, <laughs> what, maybe 60 people or something in the house that regularly seats 250. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there were maybe there were 100. There might have been 100, maybe 70. I, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. wasn't very many. Um, I didn't count all the heads. But, you know, when I walked out, I just said, welcome back. Yeah. And everybody started applauding. And that made me I would yeah. Just I, about just you, you telling me that I can I can feel that you I, I can because I've been on that stage, so I can Absolutely. imagine walking out there and looking out there and seeing all the people and going, This just feels surreal. So oh, surreal. Yeah. And you know, one of the announcements that I made this past weekend, I just have to tell this quick story. Okay, now I'm probably going to cry because it's just so sweet. But these two young men traveled to California from Pennsylvania to go to Yosemite. Mm -hmm. And so they're just starting their summer vacation and they wanted to just, you know, come to California. So they made reservations in Yosemite and so that they could go there. Because, you know, you still have to make reservations to get into the park because they want to keep it in a minimum. So they did that. And then they, they were staying in Fresno. So then they started looking up what they could, what is there to do in Fresno? And so one of the things that they found was the was the Fresno Zoo, the Chaffee mm-hmm. Zoo, which is very well respected. Yeah, we have a beautiful zoo it's here. It's a beautiful zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were like, okay, let's go to the zoo. Then the other thing they found was the theater. Okay, well, what's playing? Oh, nonsense is playing. Let's go to the theater. So they're just kind of going with their following their bliss uh-huh. as they discover what's available in whatever town they're going to visit. They're going to just explore the local See, you know, see, yeah, right? yeah. So they go to the they go to the zoo. They spend the day at the zoo, and then they called for an Uber to get them to the theater in time for the show. And they there was no Uber in the area. They they said sorry, we you know it'll be an hour or something like that before they pick them up. So they're like, well, let's see how long will it take to walk there. Now this is the hottest day yeah. of the year so far. <laughs> and how far is it? Would it's you say probably, maybe five? Five miles, maybe seven. I don't even know, to because it's. I would say at the most five. At the most five, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's far. Uh, yeah, but that's far in that kind of heat, mm-hmm. and then the hottest part of the day at five o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. Yeah, you know? for sure. So they decided we'll just walk. 
So they'll walk to the theater. So they walk to the theater and they get there. I don't think they had dinner, but they got there in time to order a drink and, yeah. you know, before the show started. So this was an announcement that I made. You know, I condensed that whole story into, you know, 10 seconds. Yeah. And then I said, so who's going to give them a ride back to the hotel after the show? And this woman goes, I'll do it. <laughs> and you saw these two adorable young men high five each other. And so I have no idea how it turned out because once I was done emceeing, I went home. I bet they hooked up. I bet they did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is the kind of thing yeah. that I think people are open to yeah, right now. That's very, They're very so sweet. happy to be back mm -hmm. that we're willing to put a stranger in our car. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and not and not be an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very, very sweet. That's. I wish the world, the world needs to be more like that. Not yeah. afraid of everybody and right. You know, right. So, and so we need to be more of a yes and world. Yeah. Yes and. So explain that. <laughs> because well, I because you can't say yes but. You can't say yes, but. Yeah, everything's great, but. And you can't say either or, mm -mm. you know. And. And. And is a very important word. Yes, and. and. So when you're in theater, um, especially, uh, one of the things that you do is sometimes you take classes. And an improv class is uh, where you kind of learn uh, how to, well, improv and do mm -hmm. improvisational comedy or do an improvisational scene. It's a really good practice to do because sometimes when you're on the stage, you forget a line. <laughs> sometimes when you're doing a play, you forget a line. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I've been there. I've been there. I can still break out into a sweat as I think about, you know, oh, my most. I, I, I can too. Terrible moment. <laughs> um. So you still can go up on a line, right? Or somebody around you goes up on a mm -hmm. line. So now what do you do? Well, you improv. Yeah. <laughs> and the best way to improv is to be yes and. Mm -hmm. You don't just say, no, not going to do that. No, because no stops the conversation. Exactly, exactly. No stops the scene. And when you're having a conversation with another human being, yes and keeps the conversation going. Yeah builds the relationship. So whether you're on a stage or you're in life, yes and keeps the relationship going. Maybe that's why my therapist said you can't say the word but. Well, everything that comes after but is, is bad. Is poop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So yeah, so in therapy... You can't say yes, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we were not, you know, and she would, she would correct us. And... You know, so if you had some kind of point you were making, because but like disreg makes what you just said before it like it it erases it or it it neutralizes it. So yeah. if, if you say something good and positive, but then you follow it with a but yeah but you know <laughs> then it sort of negates what you've just said that's positive. So and yeah, I was tired too or whatever it is, but it it makes what you're saying. More positive. Well, and it diminishes what another person says. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says to you, gosh, you sure do look pretty today. Yeah, but I look like crap. <laughs> exactly. So you've just you've just completely thrown out the right. out the window every good thing that that mm -hmm. person just said to That's you. That's right. That's right. You put them down and yourself. Right, right. So, so it's so easy to do that. <laughs> well, but of we course. have to train ourselves to not. We have to train ourselves mm -hmm. to say yes and. So if you say, Debbie, you look beautiful today. And I could say, 
Yes, and I really need to, to probably put some color in my hair, but thank you. <laughs> that was very close to a butt. I know. That was kind of backwards, but uh, it was so, kind of... I know. So you could say, you could just say, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in that situation, that's thank, a yes thank, and. Thank you is always good. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, when you were singing and people would ask for a song and you're like, I don't know if we know that song. Yes. And we're going to play it and, anyway. And I'll meet you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband, same gig. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't know it. And we're going to work together. We're, we are going to play it. We're going to play it. And there's something, even if you you mess up. The people don't care because you're you're trying. Yeah. Like if someone, you know, requests something like that. I mean, we've had, I've been on the stage with Vince a couple of times where someone has thrown out a song and like, he's like, well, maybe. And then we'll like get through like, you know, maybe half of it. And then we get to the bridge and he can't remember it. And then we saw, stop. Yeah. So, well, there's part of it for you. <laughs> you just repeat that last line and then, and then it then, sounds like it was supposed to be that yeah. way. <laughs> well, and then people still come up with a tip. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for playing at least part of that for me. Thank you for trying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I think one of the things that we have grown accustomed to over this past year is a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of um, fear, mm-hmm. a lot of either ors. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of people in our world who are just uh, either ors. We we can't do this because yeah. so-and-so said, right. you know, and, you know, we don't need to wear a mask because so-and-so said we don't have to. And we don't have to get a vaccine because so-and-so said we don't have to. You know, there was a little... There's a lot of black and white stuff. There's a going lot of on. black and white, and not a lot of yes and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, um, I a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day. A uh, she said, um, a friend of mine told me that I should put a quarter on my vaccine site and see if it sticks. And I'll be darned if it doesn't. And so a she qu- had. A, mean? A qu- she had a picture of a quarter stuck to her arm. Like literally. Like literally, just stuck there. And said, what makes it do that, right? And so, oh, I know where you're going. Okay, I'm following you now. I'm like, what are you talking about? I know you're talking about. And so, of course, people are like, that's why I'm not going to get it. Absolutely. There's There's magnets in there. There's metal in there. There's metal, and it's going to kill you. And it's going to kill you. And there's stuff in that that you don't know about and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, my first thing is, okay, quarters don't have any metal in them. They're not at all magnetic. So they're probably just sticking to the oils on your skin. Probably. And so I actually was a little bit... Yes, and. Yes, and. I have a plastic button, and look at this. And I put the plastic button on my arm and took a picture and added it to the feed. <laughs> because it stuck. Because it stuck. Because we oh, have wow. oils in our skin. Of course. That cause things to stick to our skin. And there is no metal in the vaccine. And it's, you know, right. and certainly there's no chip or anything like that. And so these are the kinds of things that people, you know, it's it's either or. Mm-hmm. This is, see, the quarter sticks. Therefore. Right. Right. You know, the vaccine is bad as opposed to, hey, the quarter sticks. Maybe it's hot and sticky in this house. Right. You know, I do. But if we're in that yes and thing, we can look at alternatives. Yeah. 
to to the alternative facts. We can look at it, we can look at and that and say, well, instead of looking at it this way, how about if I look at it another way? Yeah, how about I open my mind and and accept that there might be some other things that I could possibly be missing and maybe there's some other information and try to find all the information, you know, instead of jumping to a conclusion that may not be correct, you know? Right. And I mean, I think well, I don't know why human beings do that. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it too in some areas. Of we just, all are. You know, so, well, I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning about being like in a church environment or whatever. We miss being in our in our pod, yeah. right? And so I I think that that is kind of where that all comes from. We like being with people who, who are, think like us. Mm-hmm. It's co- because it's comfortable. Comfortable. It's comfortable and it's safe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not only do you believe you know, in this scientific belief or this scientific fallacy or this, this or whatever, not only are you on the same page as far as this is concerned, but you also love to play Monopoly or Dictionary or, you know, and so you have all of these things that kind of bring you together Mm -hmm. and we all miss our people. Yeah, we, that just makes me think of last week, I'm involved in the Rotary Club here, the Cultural Arts Rotary Club here in town and our speaker that we had last week, boy, our club, I just got to give a shout out to our Rotary Club because um, the the woman who's been in charge of, of finding speakers mm-hmm. through the pandemic, so on a Zoom thing, mm-hmm. she has just done a fabulous job. Her name is Adrian, finding us really, really interesting speakers, people to listen to. So the last uh, speaker last week was a woman named... Debelin, I want to say, and um, I can't think of her last name, but she gave a talk on um, having political conversations and how to how to have conversations with with other people that don't become, you know, agitated and mm-hmm. don't become visceral. So polarized and visceral and 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 there were like all these questions that you could ask people to get to know somebody and they and whatever organization she's involved with provides like a safe space for people of different with different beliefs to like sit down and you know and get to know somebody else from a, a, that has a different viewpoint and find out the things in our humanity that we have in common besides just Division. Pol- politics mm-hmm. and the things that c- have such a tendency to divide us. So they focus on trying to find things that bring people together. It was just, it was really, really, really cool. I, 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 it's like, I wish that information like should be taught when we're in kindergarten or something, you know? I mean, how to, how to embrace people and start teaching those kinds of ideas to children when we're when they're little so that they have that sense as they grow up well and that I think not everybody's you know and I think we've talked about this before but mm-hmm. you know we grow up believing that we shouldn't ever talk about politics or religion and yet I think our children should be taught in school how to talk about politics and religion from a place of respect and a place of interest and a place of wanting to learn. Uh, If if you went into those conversations with yes and instead of yes but. Exactly. And and if you went into those conversations kind of with a 
with an idea that, okay, I'm going to creatively um, try to ask questions that are going to help me get to know somebody, mm-hmm. which is the same idea, right. you know? I mean, and maybe that can be our new normal, you know, of, of having a different mindset of how we approach people and how we approach problems and trying to have a broader outlook on on what's happening in the world all around us instead of in our little bubbles and yeah I found myself wanting to be you know I found myself I have found myself as I've gone back to the theater you know to MC and stuff I found myself thinking oh my gosh I have to put on my makeup I have to do my hair all the things that you were mm-hmm. talking about and I thought I I don't know if I if I want to do this and I kind of have liked the idea of just sitting at home in my little bubble but like you said, the minute you walk in, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's worth it. Yeah. And I have found mm-hmm. myself even being a little bit afraid to see some of the people that I've seen on social media that have said really divisive, mm-hmm. almost hateful things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what if I run into them? And then I thought, wait a minute. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. This mm-hmm. is not. This is our safe place. Exactly. This is the place where you are my yes and. Yes, you said those things and. I love you and I respect you and I know that we've worked together on shows and we've been a team and you are a part of my team. Right, right. And I want to be a part of your team. Yeah. And even if we might not be on the same page regarding A, B, C, or D, we are still on the same team as far as wanting to build this community and yep. make it a safe space. Yep. That's, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that, Liz. I mean, that's... We, we are all in this together. I mean, that, that little phrase kind of has become cliche through the pandemic, you know, you, especially at the beginning, you know, everyone would say, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. And then you still, I still see it, you know, yeah. you know I still see it on commercials and yeah. stuff. But as cliche as it sounds, it really is true. You, you know, I mean, we really are. We're all each other has. Yeah. Yeah, and here we are you know. one year after stepping on a toothpick and having it go into the bottom of my foot. And it's foot still there. And float to the top, and that toothpick is still in my foot. Oh, gosh. And I, I can see it. You know, just under the skin, I can see it if I'm at the on a treadmill or on a on an elliptical that's at a particular incline. I can feel it, but most of the time, most of the time, it doesn't affect me mm-hmm. until I take my shoe off, and I'm like one, two, three. I can see all my tendons, and oh, look at that little partial tendon. Oh, that's not a tendon. That's a toothpick that I can see bulging over the top. I can't remember why I couldn't they take it out. <laughs> because I couldn't. It had already started. It had already gone in so deep. It had already started to migrate. And they didn't want to cut my foot open because there's so many nerves and tendons in there. They just thought that it would eventually work its way out. So is that what it's doing? I would like to believe it's oh, working its way out, but I don't know. It makes my... My legs. I know. It makes like, you <laughs> like you're standing on a 40-story building and looking over the top. That, that's, that's how it looks. You feel. Yeah, I, know. I, I know the feeling. But here's my point: is that most of the time it doesn't affect me at all. Right. And when it does, it's irritating. But guess what? I still have it. I still have to live with it. It's still there. Yeah. And the only way that I can go through my day is to just 
ignore it Mm -hmm. and just, you know, and like I said, most of the time I can't feel it. And that's the way the people are around us that with whom we disagree Mm -hmm. or the people who rub us the wrong way. Most of the time we can exist and and stay neutral and be pleasant and even be, have fun and Right. You know. Because what am I going to do? Am I going to say, well, I'm not going to get on the elliptical because that toothpick in my foot is bugging me? Or am I going to stop going to the gym? Am I going to stop? I'm not going to stop doing any of those things because this toothpick is annoying me. Right, right. And the same thing with people Mm -hmm. and situations. So I'm not going to stop. You know, we... We want to sometimes, yeah, but just like you said, you're you're having some really hard days. I struggle with anxiety, um, you know, and sometimes we have some really hard days. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is we can't just take a knife and cut those people out no. or cut that toothpick out of my foot. So I'm going to say yes, and I have a toothpick in my foot, yes, and mm-hmm. I'm going to get up and go to the gym well, anyway. Well, and that's, I mean, and for me, <clears throat> just in the last couple of weeks, it's like, yeah, I'm... I'm having a hard time, but I'm going to pull myself out of my bed <laughs> and and because I have a lot to do exactly, so, and still do my life and still just, you know, go forth. And when our friends on social media say things that just drive us insane, and then the next day they post pictures of their grandchildren or their beautiful husband mm-hmm. or their new kitchen. You know, all of those things have are bringing them joy, and there's no reason for me to not find joy right. in those things with them and, and walk right along with them in that joy right. and not say, what if I said, yeah, but yesterday you yeah. said this really horrible thing. You don't deserve a kitchen. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's most of the reason why, like, I go on Facebook and I... I, I sometimes I, engage. Sometimes engage. But I just, I, you know, it's because it's some, it's too painful sometimes mm-hmm. when you see those kinds of things and you, and it's like, oh, why does that person say that? <clears throat> you know, and you like the person. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh. <laughs> so but that's what you just have to say is yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I love you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening the next few weeks? Well, so for the next few weeks, I have a little bit of traveling. I'm going to be going to Boise. You know, our daughter has been a dancer since she was three years old. Mm-hmm. And last year, she did not, their their showcase was canceled because okay. of the pandemic. Um, but she did get married last year. And so we did travel to Boise for her wedding. And this year, her dance... Uh, is having a showcase, a recital. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So this weekend she'll be dancing. Oh, good. And we have not seen her dance since she's been in Boise. She's had a couple of recitals. Okay. She didn't join a, a dance studio, I think, in her first couple of years that she was there. But but we have not been able to see her dance since she was, I don't know, nineteen or wow, something, and Liz. lived here in town. You know, because then after that she moved to South Africa, and then she moved to mm-hmm. to Idaho, and so we. This will be the first time that we've seen her dance in How a little fun. over ten years. So we're super excited about that. We're going to go travel. Okay. Um, and then for Fourth of July, we'll we'll go back to Boise and we'll travel again as well. Okay. So we'll be hit and miss yeah. over the next month or so. Yeah, we we'll, will. Because I mean, I have a, a trip that's kind of sandwiched in the middle of your two trips. Right. So yeah, we'll be a little bit hit and miss. 
through the 4th of July. Right. And then after that, we should be kind of back on track back again. Back on track. So and we're I sort of a little vacay. For <laughs> we're just <laughs> dipping our toe, yeah, our, yeah. our, um, our toothpick-laden toes is, uh, into, the, into the travel waters well, a this, little bit. Yeah, Co- getting back to normal. Yeah. So this is what our 43rd? I think this is our 43rd. Third episode, yeah, something so. like that. Forty-three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing this, so yeah. so I think we can take a, a week or two off and and um, and then you know come back fresh with new ideas and new fun things to talk about and 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 all that. So um, yes, yeah, and yes, and we will absolutely come back. Um, but Fresno Music Academy and Arts has been such a great uh, supporter of our podcast and of this time and through this entire pandemic. Yeah. And I appreciate you and I appreciate Hi. your your people. Yes, thank you. Well, and we appreciate you as well. And so we're 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 thrilled to to be behind this and and to see where this is going to go. And and so have a blessed, safe trip. And, um, and I guess we'll, we'll see everyone in a few weeks. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Thanks everybody for hanging with us. Bye. Bye. I'll promise my hair will be washed next time. Yes. And it's still beautiful. And it's still beautiful. (laughs) 